Welcome to this week's episode of the Marked for Eternity podcast, where we bring you biblical truth on topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. This episode is made possible by the Ultra Global Partners. To find out more information about the Ultra Global, please go to thealtraglobal.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Here are your hosts, Jeremiah and Paul Johnson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited today to talk with you all about hearing God's voice. I'm here with my brother, Jeremiah. I'm Paul T. Johnson. We're thrilled to be discussing hearing the voice of God today. In our last episode, uh, we had a lot of this on our heart. And if you listen, you know the Holy Spirit came, breathed mightily. Uh, the, the unction of the Holy Ghost was upon us both. We had a powerful time of prayer, just a, a true uh powerful time uh, that we were recording there. So we want to uh, share more about hearing God's voice. Uh, Jeremiah, um, what has the Lord done in your heart as it relates to hearing God's voice? You know, Paul, I think it's been a, a journey throughout the course of my life, uh, just learning how to be flexible, uh, learning. I, I think one of my favorite passages there in Romans 12, it says, they that prophesy, prophesy according to their level of faith. And I think that it takes faith to hear God. Uh, I think that, you know, even to this day, I mean, it throws people for the for a loop because they watch me stand up in front of thousands of people. And I oftentimes stand people up and prophesy to them. I mean, sometimes I'm, I have stood someone up. I know God wants to talk to them but I don't. I just stepped out in faith. Yep. I stood someone up in front of 500 people, and they think that I've got this long word. And I'm like, Lord, if you don't talk to me right now about them, I'm in trouble. And I found myself having that similar uh, encounter and space in my own life, just walking by faith, uh, hearing the Lord. But I tell people, when you become a hundred percent confident that God is speaking to you, I worry for you. Mm. I I think for me, the longer that I'm walking with the Lord, you'd like to say, well, brother, the, the confidence in that you're hearing the voice of the Lord is through the roof. Not always. The Bible says in the book of John that God's sheep hear his voice. So I think that we should grow in confidence, but I don't want to grow arrogant. Yeah. I don't want to grow cocky. I don't just want to assume that God is talking to me when he's not. So I very much view my 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 journey uh, in hearing God as that a journey. I believe that it's full of faith. And I just also believe I'm just growing in just learning, leaning on the Holy Spirit. So if you're a listener today, I might have just maybe blown your mind and said, oh, wow, even this guy isn't 100% confident that God's talking to him all the time. I pray that encourages you. I, I pray maybe I just fell off a pedestal I never belonged on in the first place. Yeah, Jeremiah, that's really good. I think it, it speaks to how in the scriptures, the majority of deception is actually self-deception. We deceive ourselves. We delude ourselves. And so I think what you're saying, and, and you said it perfectly, is that, you know, 
we want to grow in that confidence, but we don't want to slide into arrogance where we think that every random thought that pops in our head is God and we should, you know, we start following ourselves rather than the Lord. At the same time, we do understand that the Lord uh, speaks clearly, that the internal voice of the Holy Spirit is active and alive if we would yield and listen. Um, you know, if we would become spirit sensitive, you know, it's one of my burdens, the church, instead of spirit sensitive, it's seeker sensitive. We've made it about people rather than about the presence and power of God, but that's an episode for another time. You said earlier that hearing is by faith. Um, that is a New Testament concept that I want to just briefly unpack. You know, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Um, you know, the hearing of faith, it's also mentioned in Galatians 3, verse 2 and verse 5. You know, we hear God speak by faith. We don't hear him speak by logic, by reason, by knowledge, or by meditation. Although his voice may come on account of some of those things, we hear the voice of God by faith. And faith, in essence, is, yes, it's the assurance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. You know, faith, in essence, is trust in the character and nature of God. It's leaning into his heart. And by faith, we hear him speak. You know, we see a great picture of faith. As Paul is explaining in Romans chapter 4, he uses Abraham as an example to talk about the nature or the characteristics of faith. You know, Abraham, he's uncircumcised. He's 400 years before the law in Genesis 15. And Paul talks about Abraham's faith in Romans chapter 4. And he's essentially answering the question, how is a person justified or made right before God, which by the way, justification is not just as if I never sin. That's forgiveness. Justification is being made right. It's having the righteousness of Christ imputed to your account where you, because of Christ, you are the righteousness of God. That's real justification. Romans 5.1 says we've been justified by faith. We've not been justified by anything else but faith in Jesus Christ and faith without works is dead. So faith has the evidence, the the um, substance in our lives. There's no such thing as a faith that doesn't totally transform our lives. That's also a part of the problem in the discussions of faith is you have people that say they love Jesus or they have faith in God, but it literally means nothing or next to nothing. It has no bearing on their lifestyle. That's not real faith. Faith without works is dead. True faith will always produce accompanying works. And so that's an important part in discussing faith. So Abraham in Romans chapter four, we see this is an important point. There's a lot here, but I just want to point out to you uh, of Romans four in verse 19, that Abraham acknowledged his situation. It says there that he acknowledged the deadness of his body, and yet he believed without becoming weak in faith. You know, you have some people that think that, you know, you, you can't acknowledge that you're 
sick or it's a lack of faith. You can't uh, acknowledge that your heart is broken or it's a lack of faith. All of that is nonsense. It's it's hyper faith, and, and that's not real biblical faith. Biblical faith is realistic. Again, it's the character and nature of God. It's trusting in Him that He is going to be God and that He is faithful to His word, to His promises. So faith is realistic. We're not talking about the hocus pocus kind of faith. We're talking about real, deep, abiding trust in the character and nature of God. Yeah, Paul, I think it's so important that we lay out some of this framework and understanding for biblical faith, because I think a lot of people are are on their own journey trying to understand faith, especially when it comes to hearing the voice of God. I think that Abraham was obviously led on a journey in his own life, uh, being by faith. Uh, he, you know, was an inheritor of the promises of God. By faith, he, uh, you know, followed uh, God into a land he did not know. Just even since today on the podcast, God is leading people to walk in a realm of faith. Uh, that's uncomfortable that they've never been this way before. And God is uh, one who we can trust, and he's a good father. Yeah, and so the faith of Abraham, it, it was realistic. Um, it, it's it's founded. It, it's a personal faith that we're saved by faith, uh, by grace. You've been saved through faith, Ephesians 2.8. You know, the, I think it's important to also acknowledge that it's a rewarded faith. You know, when Paul's writing there in Romans 4 and verse 22, he concludes, therefore it was reckoned to him as righteousness. You know, there are people that are afraid to step out. I I really want to encourage some of our listeners today that if you are uh, contemplating a, a big decision, something to do it in wise counsel. But you know what? Sometimes faith doesn't make sense. Sometimes faith is is illogical. There is a realm of you know. I mean, Jeremiah, you you shut down huge portions of, of, of your ministry. You you were following the Lord by faith. You had people who were counseling you, who were telling you, you know, this is not a good decision. Do you realize all that? you're going to lose, but you had faith, a confident trust in the character and nature of God that this is what I'm supposed to do. And so you did it. And so faith is reckoned to us as righteousness. This really uh, is an underpinning. This undergirds me. And I know that even if I step out and I fail, and sometimes we miss it, right? We're, we're, sometimes we, we get confused or sometimes we make a mistake that if my heart is pure and if my heart is to see Jesus glorified, that my my faith is going to be reckoned to me as righteousness. It's going to be credited to my account as righteousness because I stepped out in faith. That really encourages me not to be reckless. We're not encouraging people to, you know, totally ignore the wise counsel or fathers and mothers that hopefully you have in your life. But, you know, there are times where we step out and even if we miss it, God reckons that to us as righteousness. That's a really comforting thing to me. Yeah, I think that's great. I, I I think we're probably more afraid to make mistakes when it comes to learning how to hear the voice of God, be led by His Spirit. We're probably more afraid to miss it than God is and His desire uh, for us to exercise our free will 
uh, to try to discern what's him and what's not. So I just, I'm getting this picture. I don't know if it's just for one listener or it's for, for many, but I'm just getting this picture of people feeling frozen, uh, people feeling almost stuck, hindered uh, in their ability to, to make a decision. Uh, I've run into a lot of people who have uh, failed. I mean, you mentioned earlier, so, you know, I, I give a, a prophecy that's broadcasted around the world. I had had a three-part dream. Uh, the first two pieces of it came to pass. The third piece doesn't come to pass. And I try to own that mistake. And, you know, you get hammered and death threats and all of this crazy insanity, it's easy just to say, well, I'm never doing that again. I'm never stepping out in faith ever again because of the kind of fallout or the kind of attack that I received. And for me in my position, Paul, I I realize at times I'm an example uh, for folks around the world of a guy uh, who can't say I've been 100% accurate all the time, um, but I can say that my heart has been in the right place. It just as a public figure, I just, I don't have the, you know, I don't have the luxury of hearing the voice of God uh, in secret. Uh, I've, I've stepped out in faith on a, on a world stage and have gone through uh, the having accurate prophecies and being celebrated and people being wowed and giving financially and becoming partners. And then I've also seen where when you miss it, people go crazy. It's like, you know, they love Jesus one moment and then they wanted to crucify him the next day. I've been on that, those high highs and those low lows, and I'm still learning how to trust the voice of the Lord. I'm still learning how to step out. And again, just knowing uh, we're probably more afraid to miss it than he is in his desire for us to step out and partner with him. Yeah, Jeremiah, it's a sad state of affairs when in the body of Christ, humility that you displayed provokes hatred. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's really shows us how dece- diseased uh, we've become and how plagued uh, by other agendas that are not kingdom focused. Uh, when your humility provokes such hatred, um, it's hard for you to walk through that. But I knew the Lord was uh, with you, and uh, hard to watch that as your brother. But um, you know, standing with you and and love you and honor you for who you are and for your heart to see Jesus be glorified, whether it's because of you. Or in spite of you, uh, share that same heart as well. You know, you were talking about fear, and um, as it relates to hearing God's voice, you know, when you were picking that up in the spirit, I I feel like someone is uh, struggling with what I would call paralysis by analysis. And you know, you're not going to think your way into uh, the truth. You're not going to think your way into some of those things. You really have to pray. You have to believe. You have to trust. You have to exercise faith. Actually, Romans 11 says plainly that without faith, it's impossible to please God. In other words, your faith does please God, but he wants us to exercise faith. He doesn't want us to be lacking or waning in our faith. You know, when it comes to the will of God, I try to encourage people that, you know, God wants you in his will way more than you want to be in his will. You know, and I think the fear of missing it is not how we get it right. 
Mm. And there are people that yield to the fear of missing God's will to the point where they, they get stuck and there's a paralysis that comes over them that's not from the Lord. So if this is, uh, if you're listening, I think this is for you today. If you're struggling to make that decision or to step out in faith, be encouraged that God wants you in his will more than you want to be in his will because he loves you because he's a gracious father. You know, I see people treat the will of God, you know, like uh, there's one exit. And if I miss that exit, I'm going to get trapped on the interstate and I'm going to run out of gas and be, you know, poor and destitute and my life is over. And I believe God is gracious. He's a faithful father. He's kind in his intentions towards us where, you know, it's just like that GPS. If you miss that turn, it's going to say rerouting and the Lord's going to say rerouting. I want to, I want to speak to you. Hey, turn around. You got off track, get back on track where you last got off and the, and the Lord's faithful like that. Do you agree? Yeah, and I think I think this is why it's important to refer to faith as a journey. I mean, we've all had those moments where you you could have sworn you heard God. You had a vision, you had 58 confirmations, you laid out 48 fleeces, <laughs> and you undeniably believe you heard the voice of God, and then you didn't, right? You missed it. And like you said, sometimes it's just like, we allow those things to rattle us so much. We start questioning everything. We blame ourselves. We blame God. I'm, I'm just inherently saying, I, I, you know, as someone, I, I'm a nationally recognized voice in a lot of places, and I have missed it, and I have nailed it. I have had seasons where I felt like everything that I was hearing was from the Lord. It came to pass. And then there's been some seasons of just like, Lord, how how does, I thought you confirmed, I thought you led, and I'm sort of lost right now. And so I just want to encourage people on their journey of faith. Again, Paul, I, I, I love what you said. God wants you in his will more than you want to be in his will. Or like I said, sometimes we have to believe that God is, is more interested in us partnering with him and not being afraid of failing yeah. than he is than us just playing safe 24 7. Yeah, Jeremiah, a question that that I get often, and I'm sure you do too, you know, people ask, how do I know if what I'm hearing or I'm seeing is from God? Um, you know, obviously it takes discernment, takes wisdom and maturity, but uh, what are some practical things or, or experiences that you have? How would you answer that question? How do I know if what I'm hearing or I'm seeing is from God? Yeah, I think the first two things that come right off the top of my head, I think, is the voice that I'm hearing hearing contradicting what I know to be true in the Word of God. I think that's very important. I think number two is the voice that I think I'm hearing. Does it contradict or does it align with the character and nature of God? I think that those are two major things. Is what I'm hearing line up with the Word of God and does what I'm hearing line up with the character and nature of God? You know, you could say, well, uh, you know, I heard a voice and it told me to jump off this building because all, you know, I can do all things through Christ who nope. strengthens me. Nope. You know, some of those kinds of things. And again, Paul, I think that, you know, it's so important to try to find wise counsel, try to bounce things off of people. I mean, I know people right now 
who are claiming that they heard God tell them to make a major move, to wait on him for something, and you want to look at them and say, have you ran that by anybody that you trust that would also hear the voice of God and maybe weigh in on? And again, though, I think a lot of people are fearful mm. that I'm not hearing God or if, well, if this isn't God, well, then forget it. Or they you also know. don't want to be held accountable. Right, right. And so it's a journey. There's lots of different perspectives and things. So that would be what I would say just as an initial framework. Does it line up with the Word of God? Does it line up with the character and nature of God from Genesis and Revelation? Paul, what what do you think? Yeah, Jeremiah, I have uh, 10 questions um, that I want to share that I think people can ask themselves, you know, how do I know if what I'm hearing or I'm seeing is from God? I just want to share these 10 questions. These are questions that you should ask yourself. You know, Jeremiah hit on the first two. So how do I know if what I'm hearing or seeing is from God? Number one, does it line up with the Bible? Um, does it have the essence of Scripture? I'm not saying is it a uh, word-for-word Bible verse. Yes, that would be God speaking to you. You know, uh, actually, the role of the Holy Spirit is to bring to remembrance the words of Jesus. So there are times where the Holy Spirit is speaking, and He's speaking Scripture to you. That's very real. That happens often. You can take those to the bank that that's God speaking to you. But you know, does it line up with the Bible? Number one, it can't. Violate violate the essence of scripture. Number two, does it match his character in nature as revealed in the Bible? You know, uh, like you mentioned, the suicide piece, you know, that's not God telling you to kill yourself. And I want to say, if you're suicidal, you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, that is not the voice of God. You are being afflicted by the enemy and the Lord wants to uh, wash you and cleanse you with his love and his kindness. You need to get that stuff into the light and not keep that in darkness. Don't let shame thrive in secrecy. Jesus has life and life abundantly that he wants to share with you, that he wants you to encounter. So if it, it doesn't match his character and nature, that's number two. Number three, does it promote self or God? Uh, this is a really good question because we can be led astray. You know, you were talking about, uh, you know, uh, the Lord revealing your future to you and believing that you were going to have an influence and all that stuff is like, you know, all of that's obviously come to pass. So it was the Lord and he's uh, expanded your influence. It's It's been, um, you know, amazing to watch. But, you know, does it promote you or does it promote God? If it promotes God and his kingdom, you know, that's a good sign. If it promotes yourself or puts you forward, it's all about me, myself, and I, I think that's a red flag. Number four, uh, does it humble you? is what's being spoken to you. Does it humble you? You know, if if what you hear doesn't ever challenge you, you know, if, if the voice of God, if that, if you're never asked to do something you don't want to do, can I tell you that's not God? You're actually following yourself and you're not following the Lord. You know, the scriptural account is that God speaks to people and encounters people and he uh, beckons them or challenges them or commands them to do things that they do not want to do. I mean, did Abraham want to sacrifice Isaac? No, his only son, but God had commanded him to do it. And then at that moment, when he raises the knife over Isaac, the Lord says, stop. And he says, now I know 
that you trust me. That's powerful. Now I know because you're listening. Now I know you believe. Now I know you're going to be faithful. He was testing Abraham's faith. So does it humble you? Number four. Number five, does it require faith? Does it require you to step out of your comfort zone? Number six, does it cause you to sacrifice? Sacrifice is an important part of walking by faith. Again, if it's a selfish motive that needs to be exposed. Number seven, does it glorify Jesus? What the Holy Spirit speaks to you is going to glorify Jesus. It's going to bring him honor and fame. Number eight, is it something that he would say or do? This is like the simple WWJD, what would Jesus do? How do I know if what I'm hearing or seeing is from God? Well, is it something that Jesus would say? Is it something that Jesus would do? Uh, number nine, is it outside of your comfort zone? You know, this can be faith. You know, Peter had to step out of the boat and walk on water towards the Lord as Jesus called him. And he only began to sink when he looked at the waves, when his focus got off of Christ and onto his circumstances. And the last question, number 10, is, is it beyond you? Is it beyond you? How do I know if this is God? Well, is it beyond you? Can you fulfill that in your own strength, by your own means, your own resources? You know, if if God needs to intervene for it to happen, there's a chance that that God is actually speaking that thing to you. If it's going to promote him, if it's going to put him first, if it's going to glorify him, if it humbles you, if it promotes God, if it requires faith and sacrifice and obedience, I think those are some key ways that we know that God is speaking. And those things can also prevent us. These questions that you can ask yourself can act as guardrails to prevent you from deceiving yourself and from following your own desires and not the, the word and the will of God. Yeah, Paul, I appreciate you sharing those 10 points. You know, there's somebody out there everyday life on their faith journey that's being faced with a hard decision regarding their marriage, their family, somebody doing ministry in some capacity, struggling, wrestling with hearing the voice of God. I hope that what we've shared on the podcast today has been a blessing and encouragement to our listeners. And uh, Paul, any last thoughts? Yeah, Jeremiah, just that faith is, you know, it's not always logical or rational, you know, sometimes it goes beyond these things, but faith is also not ignoring the facts or the situation. And I think it's important to hold those things in balance so that we can walk uprightly before the Lord and be pleasing to Him. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the broadcast today. We hope that our words, our messages, our hearts are coming through loud and clear, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the March for Eternity podcast as we seek to bring biblical truth to this generation regarding topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. We want to give a special thank you to our ultra-global partners who make it possible for us to release fresh content such as this in order to train and equip the body of Christ around the world. If you were blessed by this episode, make sure to go to thealtraglobal.com forward slash podcast to listen to current and past episodes. God bless and thank you for listening.